Hi there. Thanks for downloading the first ever Beast Pods on today's show. Right, thank you. Into the heart of the penalty area, but it fired into the back of the net by Kevin Hoyt. We look back on Barnett's first home win of 2016. Players, I thought, put in a tremendous performance after such a lacklustre, disappointing performance last week. We assess how Martin Allen's done so far this season. I was shocked when I arrived and there wasn't 40,000 people locked out. And we marvel at how little old Barnett beat the mighty Bristol Rovers. For now, though, on with our first show. In the, in the hive, it's in the West Bar stand, I think we are now. Graziani uh, Bar. Graziani, with uh, Liam Hatch's shirt looking down over us. <laughs> Signed by all the, all the players for the 2004-2005 season. Well, um, welcome to the first ever episode of Beast Woods. Uh, I'm Ian Botcher and I'm a Barnett, I've been a Barnett fan for about 16 years now. Um, so I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, and I'm brilliantly happy to be joined here by Mem. Mem, do you want to introduce yourself? Yep, uh, I'm, I'm Mem. I've been a Barnett fan for 25 years. Um, I've been lucky enough to see three promotions, uh, but I've also been unlucky, unlucky enough to see uh, two relegations. So, um, uh, one at the moment. Yes. So we, we're, we're, you know, we're in, the, we're in the positive at the moment. Okay. And Michael, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi there. Yeah, I'm Michael. Um, I've been a Barnet supporter. This is my, um, my my 30th season. So I think I've seen four promotions and three <laughs> relegations during that time. Hence, my hair is a lovely shade of grey. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, we'll just start with the, the first question then. Um, a brilliant one-nil victory over Rissa Rovers today. Um, you know, in their travelling millions, they managed to see an away win for their side um, and held on for, against you know well, against 11 men with 10 men um, for over 40 minutes. So, Mem, do you want to make a start on summarising that match for us? This is the part where I've got to admit a mistake. At the start, I didn't turn on the main microphone, and so Mem's really interesting introduction where he talks all about the red card and how we set up tactically, and basically the first 30 seconds of what he says isn't on the podcast. So I'm really sorry about that, Mem. I'm sorry to you, the listeners. Um, we'll pick up with Mem as he's talking about what happened after the red card and how he thought Barnett defended. I thought um, the team did superbly well because we didn't give Bristol Rovers any chance to build any momentum and just took, completely took the sting out of them. I, don't, I think Jamie Stevens made two or three saves. Bearing in mind it was 30 odd minutes. Some, some particularly good saves there late on as well to, to deny Bristol Rovers. But, you know, we just left them, essentially they were resorting to long range shots. And given that they had the wind behind saving over the bar and that was the thing if they'd have been playing rugby or American football again it would have scored loads of points but yeah just blasting it over the bar every time that's, that's, that's great that just, that just completely frustrated them I think I think as men said um, the containment and just piling everyone back behind the ball it just meant that, that it took the sting out of their, their sails I mean, I think one of the things that was interesting is that it's one of those classic Barnet games. When I saw the red card, I thought, here we go again. It's the, you know, we're going to concede a minute and then we'll concede another one a minute like later. So it was, I did get the sense we were a little bit lucky going into half time. I saw we started quite well, we got them behind it, but then we didn't really keep much of the ball in the second half. And I was really, I did feel as though if, if one of those chances, one of those shots, you know, that Sinclair shot in the last 10 minutes had gone in, I thought we would have been up against it. Um, but, man, what do you think in terms of how we played today 
in terms of our style of play and our tactics. Was there anything you saw there that was, that was promising or that changed from previous weeks? Um, I actually think that the beginning of the game was quite uh, typical of, of, of how the season seems to have gone so far. Um, it was noticeable was obviously the big choice of Clark now going uh, going back to Brentford was that um, he pushed up the item into right midfield and brought in Hoyer right back. Um, personally, I don't think uh, Yaidom is the is the long-term uh, solution at right midfield, and, um, and, I'll, give, and I'll explain why. Um, I just think that with Yaidom, his, his biggest strength is, is driving uh, with the ball, but he's not really a crosser, and he's not really somebody to get creative, and what was interesting for the first half, he didn't actually create anything. He covered a lot of grounds, uh, but he wasn't really a threat, and I think that's that's an area going forward this season, especially with the, tra- the transfer window open, is I think it's an area we definitely need to um, to explore because Clark gave us an outlet on the right and Yardam's a great fullback but I, th- I think he's a very average right midfielder um, and I just think that um, this season we are um, we're lacking a bit in creativity and today was I think the first half was quite typical of, the, of that lack of creativity you, Mike, what do you think? Was there, I mean, of all the games you've been to this season, how did this fare against some of the previous performances, perhaps over the Christmas period, where we've we've either lost quite convincingly at places like Northampton or thrown it away a bit at Cambridge, where we, we played well for 70 minutes and then lost 2-1 in the end. So what did you make of today's performance in that sense? Well, Ian, it was, it, there was a lot of grit shown today. I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that was very telling. We had to rejig things, and Weston ended up going out onto the right to try and contain things once the item had been sent off. But I thought there was there was a lot of character. It's, it's how, maybe it sounds a bit of a cliche, but um, you know it, it, it was definitely seemed more cohesive. Maybe there's a difference with Jamie Stevens being back at at the back. That, that may have that may have played a part. You know, Ian Lawler came in. You know, putting a good, a good shift, but you know the familiarity that Stevens had, had with the back four prior to, prior to his injury, maybe that's a big factor in part of the reason that we, we marshaled it so well at the back. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, he made some very, very good saves. And you know, once once the item went off, you, you thought, right, that's that's it. You know, and I was hoping. The substitution that we were going to make would have been McLean, and I was, it was, I was pleased when it was McLean that went on. And that's not because of you know how he played, because he's a brilliant attacking player. But it was just if there was a player that he needed to sacrifice, he was the one in order to shore up things on in midfield. And um, yeah, it was just really encouraging. I think I think the players will take a lot of heart from it how they've played today. You know, obviously we'll be without um, Andy now for how many games is it? Three games for straight red. So, you know, aside from that setback, hopefully no one's picked up any knocks today. And although John O'Kindy looked pretty, pretty shocked when he came off, I think he had a torrid time with some of their defenders, and that's saying something for someone like John O'Kindy, but he just looked like sort of dead on his feet pretty much. Um, what I thought was interesting about it was um, that this season it's been um, it's, Martin Allen's been criticised quite a lot for his substitutions and in some cases it's been um, 
to my eyes, in some certain occasions, has been quite baffling what, what, what Martin Allen's trying to do. Um, but I thought today the, the substitution was exactly the right substitution. He needed, just, he needed to get the team back, defending two banks of four. But also what we needed to do as well was not lose any kind of threat that, um, that a Bristol Rovers trying to you know, create chances and, and starting to um, take risks needed to do. And I actually think back was the right substitution with his pace. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't get. He didn't seem to get. He couldn't get a chance. But the fact is, um, I think if we brought, probably brought on Gash instead, or if we'd taken off Luke Gambian, or we wouldn't. We, I don't think we'd have had any kind of uh, threat going forward. And, and actually, by having somebody like Bat, I think maybe potentially the, the defenders and the other team were a little bit cautious to the fact that he's a big guy and he's got a lot of pace. Yeah, I think. I think to be fair to Martin, I think he got it. I think he got it pretty much spot on today. I mean, playing against a side who were fifth in the league at the start of today for 10 men for over you know 40 minutes we've added on time was and still get a result and a, and a win is, is a pretty impressive achievement now, I was just wondering what you thought about you know you've been quite critical points of Martin this season um, and about you know his tactics and his selection and you know going for sort of athletes as opposed to more technical players but taking this you know today's result aside how are you how are you feeling about how the season's going so far since our promotion it's quite a good way to assess it against the side that we came up with today we managed to get a win they're obviously fifth in the league we're still you know lower mid-table so you know what are your thoughts on how we're doing so far and you know did you see enough today to kind of convince you that we're going in the right direction I think I think you can look at this in two two ways okay I think with anything with football I think it depends on your objectives and I think what's key is that what were what at the end of the season what were we trying to achieve were we trying to uh, just uh, consolidate opposition in this division because we have been a bit of a yo-yo team in our history from Div 2 to conference or were we actually trying to push on and take that momentum uh, into promotion now I know Martin Allen did talk about get promoted but I, I'm not I'm never actually sure if he really really meant that and if we're taking on the basis of, of consolidation I actually think we're I think I think before today we were 11 points from safety and 11 points from the playoffs and I think we've got closer to the playoffs than we have now we've got up until this morning we had the third best home record uh, but we had the worst away record in the league so so you can see clearly where we need to sort of uh, improve um, and I think there's a couple of to me there's a couple of areas of the team that definitely need strengthening uh, we are bare, uh, threadbare at centre back and I do think we're going to need to bring somebody at centre back but I also think we're going to need somebody on the right on midfield who's going to be a, a bit more of an attacking threat because I think that Yardom can do a, a job in inverted commas in the, in the short term but I think we need somebody on the right side who's going to, who's going to offer a bit more creativity because actually when I look through this league I think we've got probably two of the best strikers in this in this division um, but we need people to feed them um, a big part of it as well is in, and also going on to some I, I feel like our, our the centre of our midfield isn't creative enough and I, feel, I believe that um, that with um, under, under, under Edgar Davids he converted um, uh, Curtis Weston into a holding midfield player because he's quick gets about the pitch quite well and I kind of feel that pushed further forward which is what a Curtis Weston is generally he just, just doesn't quite have the quality to unlock teams he's very much he does a lot of his best work off the ball um, in terms of arriving late and things like that which is part of, part of the reason why at the end of the last season when he was playing off for Kindy he scored quite a lot of goals but 
in this division, the standard's a bit higher, and you get, in a lot of cases, we need somebody in the centre midfield who's actually going to dictate the play, take the sting out of the occasion. And there were several occasions today with Weston, before the, the sending off, where actually he was really hurried in his possession and gave the ball the ball away very cheaply. And I think that's an area that we need to, that the Martin needs to either focus on uh, now, or if he, if he has aspirations about playoffs, I think that's somewhere we need to focus on now, or, or for next season especially. We need to we need to sort of think about where we're going to get our creativity from. What about you, Michael? I mean, how's you, you? You've been a Barnet fan for out of all of us, the longest. Um, how, how, how do you? How um, how do you rate us so far this season? You've obviously got a lot of experience to put into context with. I mean, you know, are you, are you optimistic, pessimistic? Uh, you know, how how do you assess so far we're doing this season? I, I think I think the C word is a is a big issue this season in terms of creativity. I mean, we've we've definitely lacked creativity. You know, losing losing Louisma, even losing Lee Cook, Charlie McDonald was quite good at linking up and creating. Opportunities for other players, and to me, those players have not been replaced in any way, shape, or form. And that is the thing. And I know Mem mentioned it earlier about you know perhaps wanting to go for Martin wanting to go for the athleticism over craftsmanship and the ingenuity. But you know we, we, we need that, and this is an opportunity now. Losing Josh Clark, that's a shame because he was a, you know put a good shift, um, got a few goals as well while he was here. Or whether there's a chance that we can bring him back. Where do you think we're going to finish this season? Um, 
I, I actually think um, we're in a really good position to, to, to put together a, a run of games. Um, we're eight points off the playoffs. Teams are beating, going to beat each other at, at this stage. If we, a lot of teams sometimes get into playoffs starting their runs around now. And we've just come out of the crazy sort of Christmas period where there's like games coming thick and fast. And actually, things, games, the games will start to calm down a bit more. Um, and we won't have to play so many games in a short period. So I actually think that if we can find some cover for centre-back... Um, if we can find a controlling midfielder, I genuinely think I'll get the game. The game, our, our game will step up another level, um, and potentially, and, and a right and a right midfielder. So it's, it's three players seems a lot. But I think if we get two of them, three. Especially, at least, where you know, especially in, in the more creative areas, I think we could we could make a late charge. I think. What about you, Michael? What, what are your thoughts on A the players we need and B where we're going to finish up? I tend to agree with, with Mem on that point. Yeah, some, someone at centre half. I know. I think in the past, Tom Champion might have, you know, been as played a centre half. Whether he'd be emergency fill there, I don't know. But yeah, without Michael Nelson, you know, being out with his shoulder for, for quite a while now, we need we need that extra cover. You know, you look back and you think, you know, with the likes of Jack Savile have been, you know, a useful player to have been kept on from the end of last season you know, for these sorts of opportunities and situations um, well it's a moot point uh, in terms of midfield yep definitely some creativity and yes someone on the right I mean we've got you know we've got the likes of Mauro Villete out on loan and um, Tomlinson out on loan I'm not sure what's happening with either of those guys there's also the youngsters, you know, it was, it was good to see Harry Taylor, Matty Stevens actually been on the bench, but a game like today, they weren't really going to get a look in once the, once the red card happens. So, you know, whether the youngsters get more of a go, that would be where Martin looks for those sorts of positions, perhaps the, the right-sided situation and midfield, who's to say? Um, in terms of where we're likely to finish, I'd just, I'd just be happy with mid-table consolidation at this point. I don't want a crazy last day, you know, going to the last game. I think we've, we've done that so many times over the years, be it going up or staying up or going down. Um, but anything more than that, I'd be utterly delighted, you know. But I do think consolidation was, uh, was the main thing this season. I do, I think I've got a funny feeling that Tomlinson is, um, has, if, he doesn't, if he doesn't get his loan extended, he has to come back. Because am I right in saying that you can only play... Um, clubs in one season so he can't go out on loan again he's been at uh, Tranmere is it Grimsby yeah yeah so so basically if they don't extend that uh, extend a loan deal from my own accounts he hasn't done he hasn't you know pulled up any trees there I think um, we might be seeing him back um, and actually who knows you know he might he might come in with a bit of you know almost like a fresh start for him um, and he might be like a, you know like a brand new sign in because let's be fair he didn't see much of him at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I guess in Tomlinson, I think he's the sort of player I would have expected to make the step up to League Two, um, and he's he's sort of mid-twenties now, he's quite an aggressive player in the style of Martin he's not a sort of shrinking violet, he's quite, you know, I think he's with 5'11", 5'10", so he's not someone like Mauro, who you could see maybe getting muscled off the ball, um, and it's a bit disappointing, I think, to see him kind of, you know, push on. Um, I don't know, what are your thoughts on, on him, Tomlinson? I think, the, I think the key to with Tomlinson is, but it's from, from what I've understood about him, because he has scored a lot of goals, um, in the conference 
he strikes me as, um, like you said, he's very energetic. Um, but from watching him uh, when he was playing at his previous club, he played, generally speaking, on, on the left side of a, of a front three, which kind of meant he wasn't always... Tr- he, he, will work his, he will work really hard, but he's not the kind of guy that will get the ball from deep positions and carry it, because that's not really his game. His game is all about, you know, getting on the, getting on the shoulder of the fullback, and um, he's got a bit of pace, and he's quite, like you said, he's, he's, he's a bit... Uh, he's, from what I know about him, uh, from talking to uh, talking to some players, he's quite um, a um, he's quite an aggressive player on the pitch, and he was also he's also can be a little bit um, how to describe it the best way to describe it a bit spiky. Um, <laughs> He's a bit of a pest, and he's very spiky. So I, I don't know what speed. Yeah, but what was interesting was that Martin Allen almost got rid of him. Uh, got rid of him quite quickly. So I don't know whether or not he just didn't. He was a bit so spiky, and very hard to deal with. Yeah, and he hasn't gelled, or or whether or not it was a case of that Martin Allen's realised actually that within a four-four-two that maybe that's not really his. You know, that's not really maybe his um, his forte, his strength. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess someone like Tomlinson, you know, trying to make sure that. Um, they fit into that, that that team culture is really really important because you know we didn't use that many players last year. We only really relied on a core squad of around 14 players. You saw someone like Marsh Brown, who's you know putting up trees for Forest Green. If you pardon the expression, considering that. <laughs> Someone like Marsh Brown, who you know, he's obviously a very talented player. You can see him playing at a League One level. I think he was in the, he was in the paper the other day saying he wants to play at the Premiership. I don't think that that's on. But he he was jettisoned straight away from the squads. Didn't even get a winners' medal. And he's gone for sort of your solid pros like your Todd Wells, your Westerns, who you know work hard and, and do a job. Um, so it's, it's it's surprising that Tomlinson hasn't made that that fit. I think if you look at Martin, he loves those sort of aggressive kind of athletic players. He often goes for that rather than the skill. Someone like Luisma um, and even. Lee Cook a little bit, who, who kind of will push out the side towards the end of the season. Um, so I guess as a closing, you know, a closing comment from all three of us. Um, Carlisle United at home next week. Um, looking forward to that. They're, they're doing quite well at the moment. They haven't played for a while because of the, the flooding up there. Predictions, thoughts, hopes. What do you, what do you reckon is going to happen? We'll start with you, Michael. Well, I think I think the game up up at Bronson Park um, back in September, late August, early September. Um, to all intents and purposes, we we chipped some goals early, then rallied and um, kind of battered them pretty much, from my understanding. I wasn't there. I've never made the, the trek all the way up there. Um, um, no, I, I fancy us to get, get, a, get a result, get a win against Carlisle next weekend. I can't see why not. Players will take a lot of heart from um, today's result. OK, Martin will have to rejig the side a bit to... Make up for Yardem's um, suspension, but yeah, I, I think I think we'll do okay, and then move on from that. I think this is Stevenage after that we've got, and yeah, oh, lovely, lovely Stevenage, and um, and then Portsmouth after that again, another invasion fixture like today. You know, the mighty Portsmouth following the mighty Bristol Rovers and all their thousands of supporters coming down and sort of being camped on the training pitches outside the hive. I was shocked, I was shocked when I arrived because I I got a bit delayed and um, I was shocked when I. Arrived and there wasn't 40,000 people locked out. <laughs> I, I genuinely was. I thought I was expecting it to be hard to get in again tomorrow. It's afternoon. Didn't even out their allocation. I don't think did they Bristol Rovers today. But I, I was looking. There was quite a few spaces on that terrace. So they I, I, a lot of people. They, they brought. They brought. They brought. They brought. They're not their usual 10,000. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we'll round it up to the nearest 10,000. 
they're a decent side. What about you then, man? I mean, you, I don't think you were at the Carlisle game back in uh, September, that 4-2 game. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a good chance for us to perhaps push on and get another three points uh, like we did today. Yeah, I think I actually think that what's um, also interesting about this Christmas period is the games do come thick and fast, and um, and the seven days def- uh, without having a Tuesday fixture is actually probably going to be a godsend for Martin Allen because the pitch was cutting up today, and a lot of players are going to be um, uh, recovering. Um, Carlisle might think, you know, might, people might look at it and go, well, Carlisle have had a little bit longer to recover um, after this sort of flood of fixtures. Uh, sorry, bad pun. Awful, awful pun. <laughs> sorry. Um, however. Um, one thing I do know about uh, about players is that um, is that players do like the rhythm of, 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 get, of games coming, and if you leave it too long between fixtures, sometimes players take a while to get into it. And I think actually that we'll probably be in a bit in better shape to, um, to hit the ground running against Carlisle. Um, I do think key. It'd be interesting to see who Martin Allen plays on the right with the eye on being, being out and suspended. Thank you very much for joining us on our first ever uh, podcast. We'll hopefully see how it goes. Um, well, thank you very much. And um, yeah, we'll fingers crossed for next week and we can carry on the good form. Okay, well, that's it for our first ever episode. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I'm sorry about the mistake at the beginning. And also, I think the background noise is a little bit too much on this first one. But we're learning and we're trying our best to improve it. Um, if you want to stay in touch with us, we're on Twitter at BeastPod. Um, and we'll try and get an episode out every two or so weeks. We're really excited to have uh, some more people come and join us. If you'd love to get on the show or fancy coming in and having a chat with us, just let us know through Twitter. And we'd love to have as many fans on as possible. And fingers crossed, you can also get some players, some coaches, and some ex-Pilot Legends to come along as well. So let us know what you think. It's our first one, so we've done our best. And fingers crossed it gets better as we go along. Thanks a lot. Bye.